was your special order. You read it. I thought it was clear. What was it? Bring back life form. Priority one. All other priorities rescinded. There's a damn company. What about our lives, you son of a bitch? I repeat, all other priorities are rescinded. How do we kill it, Ash? There's got to be a way of killing it. How? How do we do it? You can't. Bullshit. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Rotten Potatoes, where four friends sit down and review uh, movies that you absolutely should have seen already. My name is Scott, and I'm here with three of my very best friends in the whole wide world. Wow. I'm Jake, and I'm very happy to hear you say that. I feel like you're usually like, oh, just whatever people I know. I'm Tyler, and I kind of wish you would go back to just calling me a whatever person, you know? You are. Oh, good. Okay. I'm Zach, and I'm pretty indifferent to what you call me. Jake is my only best friend. Dude, nice. We'll high five afterwards, so it doesn't. Oh, we'll high five now. I definitely <laughs> got on the mic. <laughs> that was wholesome. Yeah, I yeah. think the tots can know that we high fived. Yeah, I just I thought maybe it would be like not a good noise to hear, <laughs> like Scott's voice. We're <laughs> <Wow. laughs> <laughs> treating me like JP right now. Yeah, I was gonna say you ostracized us, so <laughs> J- JP's now our best friend. I didn't. Os- you guys ostracized yourselves. Yeah, that's true. You guys did. No. Yeah. Scott I said was I mean, like different. You're my very best friends, and then you're like, I don't really care about that. I was being self-deprecating uh, as a, a form of of getting more affection, but mm. that doesn't work on me. I'm aware, <laughs> which is why I came hard back for you. Got it. I appreciate it. Well, as, you know, it's still a good day. JP's not here. So <laughs> so every day you've ever had has been yeah. a good day. <laughs> yeah. And I hope I never meet him. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. Shout out to you, JP. Um, well, uh, we are talking about Alien today, and I'm super excited about it because uh, I've only ever seen this movie once before this time. And it was when I was really young, and I honestly didn't remember a whole lot of it. So uh, it was. <laughs> it felt like it was brand new. It felt brand new to me. Yeah. Was it scary when you were a kid? Oh, I hated it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What did what did what did you think it was scary? Well, I mean, I didn't watch it for the first time as a as a child. I was oh. just curious if like it scared you. Yeah, but kid. I was easily like I said uh, in an episode yeah. or two ago. Like I was afraid of the mummy when I was a mm-hmm. kid. So I also think like it, it, like sure we watched it in 2021 it's not that scary but it is a genuinely terrifying idea you know like yeah to think about trapped I mean, in th- space killer alien we watched this one together and you guys know there's a, a few uh jump scares yeah. that really got me yeah you jumped multiple times yeah i did <laughs> yeah, you got you were getting got by every yeah. pretty much every jump scare in the movie so ridley scott got me uh pretty good and you didn't jump at the exorcist when we watched that together no were there really any like jump scares in the exorcist just the probably just the flashing the, faces. Yeah, the flashing yeah. faces. Yeah. Well, I slept through this. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. we woke you up a, a couple times and then we just let it go. Well, we did start this movie at one in the morning. Yeah, and I've seen it several times and yeah, pretty I, vocally don't like it. Uh, yeah, pretty vocally how'd do you, not like. How would you feel about it this time? I mean, I slept through most of it, <laughs> so I felt pretty good. Felt better, great. One of your better watches. One of my better watches of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> you just you just got to see the nice stuff uh, before Bilbo was a robot, you know. Yeah, there were several times where you guys made comments, Jake, you in particular, um, about like, and Scott too, actually. I don't know if you, Scott, did you remember that he was an android? I remembered it because of the recap episode thing we watched like last week. Yeah. Um, so I knew that's what it was, but yeah. There were several times where you guys made comments about like, how or why can he do that? And I, I had to restrain myself from saying something like, that's why you don't let a robot be in charge or something like that. It's funny because like last week we were talking about how like the exorcist, like, oh, they weren't like being stupid. And then I was like, oh, so this guy's an idiot. And then I realized that he was just a traitor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he robot. wasn't an idiot. He was just, he was doing his job. Doing what he was supposed to do. Do you think he was like artificial intelligence or just like full on programmed very well robot? There's no difference. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's indiscernible, right? I mean, I mean, he passed the Turing test, right? He, he interacted with humans and they weren't, they didn't realize they were talking to a computer. So mm. can I say though, uh, speaking of, of Ian Holm, uh, this movie, not, no, no part of this movie is even remotely as scary as scary Bilbo in the fellowship. Oh, oh when yeah. He, like, reaches out for the, yeah, that's one of my earliest traumas. <laughs> yeah, that, mo- that scene always skilled, uh, scared me. That's that's why you hate horror films. It really is because of Bilbo. Yeah, because it just Ian Holm really wrecked me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that scene is top tier horror, pretty much. And uh, Peter Jackson, uh, his background is horror, right? I, <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it actually is. Oh really? I, I'm oh, pretty really? sure. I know Sam Raimi. I know what Sam Raimi it is, but I'm pretty sure with Peter Jackson, I'm I'm pretty sure that he started doing horror. I don't really know much. I, I don't know that I've seen very many Peter Jackson things that are not in Middle Earth. Yeah, Middle Earth and like King Kong. I don't think I've seen King Kong. You didn't see his King Kong movie? No, I did when I went to Universal Studios see uh, uh, him talk about the King Kong movie yeah. on the studio tour. That's Like he was seen. there? No, they did a video. Oh, him. got it. Sorry. Uh, there were some scenes. I mean, King Kong came out, I think, in like 2006. So I was like in sixth grade. Uh-huh. But there were some scenes in that movie that I thought were kind of scary too, as a sixth grader. Uh-huh. I, I could see. So that. I think he, I think he has dabbled in horror. Scary gorilla. Yeah, the gorilla. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he. I mean, Godzilla, he, not Godzilla. He, he fights a dinosaur, right? Uh, yeah. Later he fights Godzilla, but that wasn't in the canon. I think he fights Godzilla. That wasn't Peter Jackson. Yeah, so it wasn't as scary when he fought Godzilla. That makes sense. Yeah, in in 1992 he did uh, direct a movie called uh, Dead Alive. It was a horror film. So yeah, he's definitely at least done some horror before Lord of the Rings. Mm, That makes sense. Before the Fellowship of the Ring, classic horror. It's on my list of top tier horror movies. Do you still refuse to watch it because it's too scary? I do. I actually refuse to watch it because it's so long and boring. Are <laughs> you being serious? Uh, no. Like like two years ago, I watched The, the Fellowship of the Ring like three times in a year because <laughs> I kept wanting to watch Lord of the Rings, but it was the only one available on Netflix. <laughs> okay. So you were just like, let me fellowship, fellowship. Yeah, just fellowship, fellowship, fellowship. It, Netflix only got one? Yeah. They didn't For have a while, the other two. they only had The Fellowship. I think what they have the? them all now. That's so weird. I really wanted to watch Return of the King. That's my favorite of the three. Yeah. But um, I settled. Oh, yeah. And he also uh, directed in 96, so but still before Lord of the Rings, uh, a Michael J. Fox horror film called The Frighteners. What, uh, what's, what's your guys' favorite Lord of the Rings film? Uh, movie? Yeah. Probably Return of the King. Tyler? Uh, Return. 
Zach, you're a two towers guy. I'm not a two towers guy. <laughs> definitely not. That's my least favorite. <laughs> two towers is definitely my least. Favorite it's my movie. least favorite yeah. uh, movie and book. I don't think I have a least favorite book. Honestly, two towers is the only part that I get a little bit bored in. You say, um, yeah, but it's just for like a chapter. Yeah, you know, oh, it's I, a few chapters for me. But uh, fellowship, I've never read. Fellowship might be my fellowship favorite book. is my favorite movie and, and book. book. Yeah, wow, mm-hmm. but not by much. That and Return are are very close. I think uh, the first time I watched Fellowship, one, I had never read the books before. Like, I didn't know it was a trilogy or anything. So it got to the end, and I was like, what? Yeah. Like, how is this even a movie? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, there's no conclusion at all. So, but then I talked to my friends, and they were like, yeah, it's a book trilogy, and it's really good, and they did a great job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a stimulating story. Uh, well, back we, to Alien. <laughs> I was gonna say we yeah. are we are talking about Alien. I'm uh, sorry. If you let me get going on Lord of the Rings, I won't stop. <laughs> Directed by Ridley Scott, written by Dan O'Bannon. Uh, this movie was released June 22nd, 1979. Uh, the other the other guys gave this a 98. percent IMDb has it at an 8.4. 98. Yeah, yeah. 98. Wow. Almost as high as Face Off. I thought Face Off was, was 94. I was just going to say, yeah. Oh, maybe it's higher then. But uh, still, that is... Uh, it's that's, one point that's higher f- than Spirited Away. What? 97? Yeah, yeah Spirited Away got 97. People, Good it's Lord. also It's Love also one point higher than Spotlight, so... Spirited Away or this movie? This movie. Oh, this Spirited is Away tied Spotlight. Yeah, I mean, uh, spo- it makes sense that Spotlight's as high as it is, but... This is the highest other guys rated uh, Spooktober pick this year. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's true. Although all of our, uh, many of our Spooktober picks are are pretty high up this year. Yeah, they are. Um, this is, though, uh, our highest IMDb since Wally. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, a lot of since Wally's in Spooktober. I know. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of fun. Yeah. Wally's just a, a cornerstone of uh, movies, you know? Scott does pick the high rated movies. Actually, season two, I have he the has. highest rated movies. Yeah. 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 Uh, season one, he just flipped real hard from season one. But yeah, that's true. I'm grateful for it. Yeah. Uh, he's still picking movies that made the most money. He's still oh, yeah. picking like blockbusters. <laughs> box, box office yeah. I have is like four times as high as the next person. Yeah, but he's at least picking better box office. With <laughs> how, was, how was Aliens ROI? Is it pretty impressive? Pretty, it was pretty good. good. They made $106 million on an $11 million budget. So 10 times, which is good. It's it, not near as good as Exorcist, Exorcist did, which was the same budget. I was just going to say, was, yeah, I think it was the same budget. Yeah, Exorcist did 40 crazy. times. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. This uh, did win an Oscar for Best Visual Effects and was nominated for, but did not get the Oscar for uh, Set Deck. Really? Yeah. I thought the set deck was really good. Yeah. It just was probably a little bit too uh, similar derivative. to Star Wars. Yeah. It was a little derivative. I think until about five minutes into the movie, you can't be sure you're not watching A New Hope. I, well, I guess Ridley so. Scott even like said in an interview that he pulled a ton of uh, inspiration from A New Hope. So that makes sense. I guess I get that. But when they're not on the ship, like when they go into the alien ship, like that's the set deck that really impresses me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not necessarily on the ship. And I guess most of the movie does take place on the ship. But like that alien skeleton and like just when they descend into that huge 
chamber. Yeah, like I thought that that looked really cool. I, I agree with you. I think that a lot of this movie, like we, what did you say, it came out in eighty three, seventy nine, oh, seventy nine. Yeah, it, it still looked good. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like it, it mm-hmm. held up, and like that that alien ship could have easily looked goofy and stupid, but it, it didn't. You know? Yeah, yeah. The worst looking thing, honestly, in this movie was the Sigourney alien. Weaver. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I take it back. I, I don't mean that at all. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought she looked pretty good. Yeah, I just thought it'd be funny. Yeah. I, I will say, uh, I agree with you, Scott. And it's funny because it's really just the adult alien that looks... That looked not great. Yeah. Like you could tell it was a dude alien, in a suit. The baby alien looked good to me. Yeah, the adult alien, I was like, oh, he that's just like a, a gangly dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I thought he would... Because I feel like I've seen the pictures and it, they probably just made it look better in future movies. They have. So they like, have that's yeah. what you see when right. this is like a really iconic looking mm-hmm. thing. I didn't expect it to look that dumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the newer <laughs> movies, it's far less upright and far more like pterodactyl looking. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. I, I think that, yeah, it, this suffered a little bit from that, you mm-hmm. know, but he's barely on screen. So yeah, he only had bad. four minutes of screen time. Yeah. I, I really didn't think he looked that dumb. Like I didn't think it was bad. Like I've definitely seen worse like movies where yeah. it's very dated, but it was definitely noticeable that it was a, a dude in a suit. Yeah, I, I think I get that, but I think the concept of the way that they designed it like seemed very creative and like that. Like if if someone asked me to design an alien from scratch, like it'd probably look like just your typical alien Martian dude, mm-hmm. you know, like the way that they designed this. Oh and yeah. The very way unique. His, like mouth. Yeah. Like I thought that that was pretty creative and I understand that it probably is not executed as well as it could be now. Um, but it, I don't know. That didn't really, for the time, I think it was great. I think if we saw a ton of footage of him, it, it would really suffer, but like totally. we don't, we barely see the alien. Yeah. Like when you just like, when you mostly see him from like, like the chest, like you just see like his head and like the, the prosthetic they made for that, like that, that's good. But when you see him like moving and walking around, I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, that's yeah. Yeah. But there's not that well, much of that. It, it's funny. Like I would have loved to have seen this. I, I don't want to see this remade because they've done it several times and I don't like any of them, but uh, I feel like what could have really set the alien over uh, was having someone like Doug Jones uh, be the be the alien? He was I don't know who Doug uh, Jones Pan's is. Labyrinth. Oh, the guy who was like the, the he fawn. was the fawn. He was the fawn and the pale man. Mm. Just like someone who knows how to act, how to be how to way. act in yeah. a prosthetic, yeah. how to be a human puppet, basically. Yeah. Little known fact: He was also the Fonz. <laughs> Arthur <laughs> Fonzarelli, yeah. Henry Winkler. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Zach was staring at me like he had no clue what I yep. was saying. But yeah. Um uh do we get go around everyone kind of said what they thought? I don't think any I don't of us think did. we have. I oh. mean, we've heard that Tyler doesn't like it, but uh, we haven't heard why. Well, should we hear why you picked or have we already heard that? Um yeah, I'll give I mean, I don't really have a great reason. What'd we you were think looking for Spooktober picks. Yeah. I had seen it once when I was a kid. I this is something that's like super pop culture referenced a lot. Yeah, we, definitely. It was on our list. I was like, oh, for sure, I'm going to pick Alien. Um, so that's why I picked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was good for the time. Um, it definitely wasn't scary, and I had already kind of, like, known what was going to happen, and so a lot of it was expected and everything. Um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a, a good time. Yeah, I went into it. I really wanted to like it bad. Like, I think it sounded fun, um, and... 
it's like super famous. I didn't like it as much as I wanted to. Like I think there were, and maybe it was, maybe part of it was the time of night we watched it. Like I was already a little bit tired. You said um, this was your first time, right? This was my you first were time. a LA yeah. bloomer. Um, okay. Where like there were parts of it where like I wasn't that into it. And then, and then like there were alien scenes like, okay, that was fun. That was cool. Uh, overall, I thought it was a fine time. You know, uh, I didn't like it as much as much as I wanted to. And maybe my expectations also kind of let me down on that. I do think it was probably drawn out a little bit too much. I thought it was longer than it needed to be, but how about you, Zach? What'd you think? Um, so this was my second time watching it as well. Uh, but I watched it for the first time probably a few years ago. And the first time I watched it, I didn't really like it very much. Um, yeah, I thought it was, it was kind of overrated this time around. I liked it quite a bit more than I did, uh, the first time. Um, but I think I agree with you. Scott, I, it does feel a little drawn out. I think uh, this movie's most boring parts is when they're looking for the alien mm-hmm. slash when Ripley at the end is trying to get away. I felt like everything up until that point, though, I really like. Like, I think if I had to rate the the first hour of this movie separately, I'd rate it much higher than the second hour. Um, I really like the chemistry with all the, the different crew members and whatnot. Um, I really like the the kind of world that it's built and mm-hmm. them exploring the planet. Uh, I thought the the thing on the face was scarier than the actual, the actual alien, alien, like, yeah. by far. Like, I wish if they could have, like, kind of developed some more, or, or, like, I don't know, played off of that kind of scary, where you're placing yourself in that guy's situation and mm-hmm. it's such an invasive type of... I don't know. It, yeah. it, that really creeped me out. And I kind of forgot about a lot of that. Um, if it so, would have been like a swarm of the little guys, it would have been way scarier. I think it would have been. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. them trying to figure out like, how do we operate on this thing? And as they're trying to, it, it slithers around his neck. Like uh-huh. it, it like, yeah. Well, even as I'm talking about it, I feel like a little uncomfortable. Other alien movies do have more of that. Like oh yeah. They, I think other I think even the creators probably leaned into that too. Yeah. And the future ones actually do have a lot more of the small guys. Got it. Yeah. I really liked all of that. I liked Bilbo uh, becoming a, a robot. Like I thought those were really creative twist. And I did not, I didn't see it coming until he started throwing her around. Yeah. And I still didn't, I was like, oh, is I never, I never thought, oh, is he a robot? I thought, what the heck's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I really liked, I, I really liked all of that. But then once people started dying and then it was just, how do we find the alien and kill him? And, how do I, how do we survive this? Like the, the alien itself. I mean, there was a couple of jump scares that got me, but the alien itself was really not that scary. Mm. And I really do lose interest in this movie quite a bit once we get into the second hour. And I think the ending is, it feels pretty anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I like kind of knew what I was getting into. I think the first time I watched it, the ending, I was so disappointed in that it kind of ruined my taste for the whole movie. And mm-hmm. this time, I went in thinking it wasn't going to be that good. And there were all these things about it that I forgot that I really liked Mm. that I kind of was able to hold on to knowing, okay, like it's going to, the ending's going to kind of disappoint me, but I forgot about how I really like all this other stuff actually at the beginning. Um, So overall, I enjoyed it quite a bit more this time around. It's, I think it's a movie for me that I would benefit from another watching. Like, I think I agree with everything you've said uh, about it. And I, I'm probably going to watch it again, maybe next year or something. Mm-hmm. And I think I might like it a lot better. Are you going to watch it and then also watch The Exorcist? Nah, I don't want to watch The Exorcist again. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, no, I, I think that is where I started to check out as well. It was like, and then it, it's a shame because like, that's just, that's the last taste in your mouth yeah. from the movie. So yeah. you walk away and you just think about how it, how you, you we were checked out at the end, but I wasn't checked out until the end. You yeah. Know? I, I've heard someone say before, like if a director can nail the ending, uh, like that you you'll can be give all the other sins of the movie. Yeah. yeah. But then I think also the opposite is true. Like mm-hmm. you can really like a movie, but if the ending sucks, then you're mm-hmm. walking away just like, dang, like that movie sucked, you mm-hmm. know? And you kind of forget all this stuff beforehand that you really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you took the words out of my mouth. Uh, so I won't belabor it. Um, I'll just say that this genre is m- one of my favorite genres of movie. I love space horrors. What I are love them? Are, you said that last night, and I meant to ask you. So, like, what are some space horrors you really like? Uh, most recently, uh, Life with Jake Gyllenhaal that was phenomenal, uh, and uh, a handful of other people. Ryan Ryan Reynolds. Is yeah, in yeah, that. yeah. I think yeah. Um, in like older movies, Event Horizon, I think is incredible. Uh, like it really gets me every time. Um, and then I don't know, just thinking of like. Even um, even last night you mentioned that you really liked Prometheus until... Yeah, until I realized it was Alien. And, and here's the reason why. It was exactly what you just said. It's the thing that I hate about this franchise is exactly what you just said. The first half of the movie is fantastic every time. Yeah. And then when they get to the horror part of it, they just really crap the bed for me. Like, I'm just like, well... Like... All of the all of the world building, all of the suspense that you just created, all of the intrigue and interest, you just really like abandon it through the second half of every one of their movies. And so it, it's just for me, it's like it's just a failed failed storytelling franchise for me. Um and then I probably hate them a lot more for having bothered to do like alien versus predator so many of them <laughs> i've seen alien versus predator i saw it when i was a, a kid and i thought it was a good time then but yeah. i haven't seen any predator or alien versus predator thing since yeah and i actually really liked alien versus predator i know you did no matter who wins we lose <laughs> that was the tagline he says it a lot to me <laughs> Scott is Scott says that a lot to you Tyler yeah like when there's like multiple bad things going on in our life we were like no matter who wins we lose That's funny. <laughs> who would have thought that the movie that you would relate to the most would be alien versus predator it makes perfect sense have you guys all seen the alien or the predator movie no. uh I have seen predator but uh I watched it so like I I was in the second grade and I was going to a laser tag birthday party with one of my friends and they had a DVD player in the car and I watched Predator going to and coming back. So I don't know if that counts. I haven't <laughs> seen it. It's probably not as good as Alien. That but, makes sense. But it's fun. Okay. Especially if you like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I don't necessarily. <laughs> you don't love the kindergarten cop? <laughs> I mean... It's not a tumor. I haven't seen the movie, so uh, I mean, I like Arnie, but I I wouldn't say I love him. Twins. He's not enough to watch a movie for me. Have you seen Twins? I haven't seen Twins. I might pick Twins. I that's Danny DeVito, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would be much more excited to watch DeVito than Schwarzenegger. I do love Danny DeVito. Uh, I feel like the Alien franchise is really fascinating to me, in that like we get like some of the best 
directors of all time have like tackled this franchise. Mm-hmm. Like we get Ridley Scott with the first one. And then I I think maybe a lot of people would say an upgrade from him. James Cameron does the second one, which I think is kind of crazy. That doesn't happen very often in franchises. Right. You know? Well, and then David Fincher. And then David Fincher. But then David Fincher, he's so early in his career that I haven't seen Alien 3, but I know that Fincher himself says it sucks, and a lot of people say it sucks. It does. But it's just such an interesting, like, like to look back and see, like, these directors' filmography and how they all have contributed to this franchise. And then that Ridley Scott picks it back up again years later. Yeah, I need to uh, take a moment to just apologize to Jake for something that I said last week on the air that this was not that influential or that some other Ridley Scott movies were maybe more influential. I need to take it back because of like stuff like that. And then like when it came out, pretty much everyone put it in like the one of the most important films of all time category. Uh, So I take it back. I appreciate it. Yeah. But to your point, like, we did then look at some of his other movies, and I forgot how many crazy important movies he's made. Oh, yeah. Like, a Gladiator was huge. Thelma and Louise was big. Blade Runner. I haven't seen Thelma and Louise or Blade Runner. I have not seen either as well. But that's not super surprising. No, I'm, no, I'm, not, I was just, I'm not saying that antithetical to oh, your point. I'm just saying I haven't seen them. Got it. Yeah, just yeah. like, hey, like, if you're thinking about movies. I haven't seen Thelma and Louise either. Okay. And Thelma and Louise is probably a step down from, like, it's for sure a step down from, like, Alien. But um, it is But I think famous. Blade Runner is is really important to the sci-fi genre. I've heard that, but I've also heard it's super boring. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, I don't love Blade Runner, but I loved the sequel. Do you have to watch the first one to watch the sequel? I think so. Uh, okay. It definitely makes the sequel it better. It makes it way yeah, better. Yeah. I okay. would. I would. All right, that that that's been my biggest barrier to watching the sequel is I don't like I don't know if I want to sit through Blade Runner, but I might really like it. It's just finding the time to watch a movie that I hear is super boring is it's it's not that easy to do. When I don't, it's that long. Super boring seems a little too extreme. I okay. would say it feels slow. Um, I I didn't particularly love it, but it's interesting enough to get through it. Okay. I'll probably check it out, and then we can do the sequel. I would say it's uh, immensely more interesting than Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I'm getting a little tired of this. <laughs> I'm I'm not trying to like crap like it's just it you know if that's a barometer like if you like good the mad the ugly I think that Blade Runner is a much easier movie to get through. All right. So I think next year for Spooktober I'm going to do Predator and then the following year I'm going to do Alien versus AVP? Predator. Yeah. I'm just going to keep doing older and older horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the way you go then uh, no matter who wins we all lose. Yeah, that's going to be great. Is Predator a horror movie? I don't think it is. Yeah. It is? It's it's in that vein. I oh. mean, maybe it's not. Maybe IMDb I mean, wouldn't classify it as horror. They might classify it as like thriller or something way like that. Way more of a horror movie than Young Frankenstein. I wasn't picking a That's horror true. movie. I was picking a Halloween movie. I think Predator could qualify as a Halloween movie then. Predator. It's kind of a monster. Predator is classified by IMDb as an action thriller. I would say I thought, it, like, from what I remember as an eight year old, I thought it was like action y. It is very action y. Okay. Maybe not then. Yeah, I mean, I would consider this in the same vein. They're, they're very similar. It's a big, bad alien that everyone's dying to. Yeah. The the big difference between uh, Alien and Predator is that uh, in Predator, they're fighting the alien, or the, yeah, the alien. 
an alien, they're just trying to survive the alien. Mm-hmm. That's the big difference. Yeah, I remember a lot of face-offs with Predator. Yeah. There was, but they always lost. Yeah. yeah. Until they didn't. And the alien has a lot of tech. Until they didn't. Really? In the, the Predator, predator he's, he's, a, he's a hunter. Like, he's got weaponry and, like, guns. I mean, I guess like, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But really? Dude, Predator's pretty cool. And then <laughs> a little spoiler for AVP. Never mind. I'm not going to, I don't want to give it away. It's two years away, <laughs> but I'm not going to give it away. AVP is not a movie you should have seen. <laughs> oh, it is. For, Dude, for it Spooktober was year four? A movie you should have seen enough that they made a video game out of it that sucked. Where Where does AVP take place in the alien canon? Do you know? I think it's ambiguous. Okay. Basically, you find out that the predators are breeding the aliens for sport. So there are multiple predators in other yes. movies. I've only seen Predator. Yeah, so the predators are like a race of aliens, and there's it's like a clan of hunters. Uh, they're they're like um like Mandalorians kind of okay from Star Wars, um but yeah they have like this alien planet that they breed a- the the aliens on. And so which they, is which is super like uh, it's actually in Antarctica. It's it's Earth. Yeah, it's 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 in Antarctica, um, but it's super like counter to everything about Prometheus and the whole Alien franchise. The whole Alien franchise yeah. as a whole, like, huh. yeah. Is it canon? Like, is AVP canon? I, I mean, they must have like signed off on it to get to use the uh-huh. IP, but well, I think it's something. I, like, I don't think uh, predators were, are, like, the origination of aliens. I think they just found them and were thought, oh, these are good prey. Like, they're difficult. Let's start breeding them and hunting them. Speaking of, like, the this alien's life cycle and, like, the breeding, what a weird thing. So, it hatches from an egg. And, like, two a, minutes a, later. Attaches onto somebody and then lays another, that egg just lays another egg yeah. in a person. And then that becomes the alien. So, there's just, like, an intermediate being here that yeah. just dies mm-hmm. yeah what a weird so. thing i thought the the stranger thing was how quickly it grew yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah they start from, like from baby coming out of uh out of kane's gut to yeah. like full grown like not even a foot tall to being like eight feet tall in less than an hour they <laughs> yeah. they, they show like one shed skin and it's like the baby one and it's like well he he shed that to be eight feet tall <laughs> like that skin should just be like burst or something you know but that, that's probably my biggest issue. I wish they would have, like, developed the alien's growth a little bit. I just don't think you have time, you know? They could have shaved off they time. Could have, I think they could have made some time. There's yeah. a lot of time where Ripley's just kind of, like, running around. Like, I, I thought for sure, like, it was going to start with the cat. Like, that would have made us made sense for, like, the baby alien to get the cat to start growing. Like, it's a smaller prey and easier to kill. Oh, like, it kills the cat? Yeah. And then it uses oh. that for, like, nutrition. To get a little Got bit it. bigger that than it gets someone else. Yeah. Like that would have made it more just, sense. It just grows. It killed no from one. Cain. It ate nothing. Yeah. And just grew. Yeah. What a crazy thing to bring on your space journey. It the does, does the alien eat the people? Or do, does it just kill I them? Don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it eats them. I don't and know how like it grows. It, it punches just, them with its mini mouth. It's got a mouth within its mouth. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I really didn't like hearing you say that. <laughs> mini mouth. <laughs> it punches them with its mini mouth. That's what it looks like. It just yeah, like kind of no. punches them. Yeah. It just, when you said it, it just like, I don't know. I didn't like it. <laughs> All right. So here's the, here's the, the official life cycle of a xenomorph. Uh, they start with an ovomorph, the egg, which is laid by a queen. Uh, and then as a potential host approaches, um, the egg recognizes that and the face hugger 
extracts itself from within and attaches to the potential host. Uh, the face hugger uh, then uh, quickly renders unconscious through a through use of a cyanose based paralytic chemical. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, I figured some of that was going on. And inserts a probi- probosis, probosis down the host's throat, supplying it with uh, a suitable atmosphere while simultaneously implanting the next stage of the creature's life cycle. Uh, attempts to remove the face hugger are always fatal, um, as the peristoid will respond by tightening its grip, suffocating the host. And it has acidic blood, which we saw so in it, this movie. It would suffocate the host and kill its own egg? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. I guess that's what makes it um, a, you know, para- parasitoid. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and then the official name for what comes next is the chest burster. Mm. So we would go from face, face hugger, hugger to, to chest, chest burster. Why do we have like xenomorph and ovomorph, but then the other <laughs> one is just like uh, the chest burster? The chest burster. Uh, so yeah, then the xenomorph becomes a chest burster. Um, it's not implanted in the host as an embryo, but is in fact akin to a cancerous growth. It begins as a tumor that causes the host body to literally construct the infant creature from its own biological material. Ah, which is fascinating. Sounds like it would suck. So to it's have made of it's made of human. It's made of human. There is so much going on that was not explained in the movie at all. Well, I think most it's of this material was later. developed after the movie came yeah. out. Oh, yeah. do they? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, definitely. I thought this was just like ancillary info no. that you can just look up. This was like this movie did great. To like we Donnie need to Darko. explain this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, this is actually pretty fascinating about the chest burster, um, which is something that they definitely develop a lot more in later movies. But um, because of how it's born, uh, it actually takes on physical DNA components of its host. So for this, that it's a bipedal alien, but in other alien, like depending on the host, mm. like sometimes they're quadrupedal um, yeah. and, uh, or in one of them, probably an AVP takes on the the mandibles of predator. Got it. Oh, yeah. a, a fa- it, it, it gets a predator. Oh, yeah. It, it gets That's some of the sweet. DNA from the host body. That's interesting. This sounds so cool and interesting that I'm kind of upset that I now want to watch Aliens. Why are you upset that you want to watch? Because I've seen it before and I did not like Aliens at all. But maybe like it's because you didn't have the context. I I liked it so much less than Alien One. Oh, I've never seen it so. Yeah, I, I didn't like it at all. This is my but only, now I kind of want to rewatch it. I do like AVP. It's my only alien experience besides <laughs> AVP. Uh, AVP had a sequel, didn't it? Really? Maybe. I'm pretty sure it know. did. Probably because the end of AVP, you see an alien bursting out of a predator. Man, those those things love to burst. Yeah, they're bursters. That's in their name. Yeah. Chest, burst. Chest, Chest burster. bursters. So. Uh, then the xenomorph, uh, immediately after the chest burster erupts, it will typically flee to find a secure location where it will molt Which, into its adult form. I got to say, the chest burster fleeing across the table was the dumbest shot. It was That's so true. <laughs> it didn't age well. So bad. That one did so bad. Like, I thought chest burster, like, in the chest. And, yeah. Like, I, I was like, dang, that's, that's, yeah. a little, uh, that's that, that thing's terrifying. 
And then when it like it yeah. just kind of scurries, it <laughs> scurries away. Well, it's funny in the movie with the chest burster when it comes out, you see it like try and it like yeah. doesn't come through, and then it finally comes through the second time. Apparently, when they were filming, they were only intending to do it once, and they tried it once and it got stuck on the shirt and didn't come through the shirt, so they had to film it a second time to make it come through, and then they just used both cuts and made it attempt twice. What were you saying too about the way that they filmed it, like the the crew? didn't realize well, they what used, they were going to do. So they used real animal guts for the chest bursting scene. Yeah. And none of the crew thought it was going to be real stuff. So when they came on set, it was just super smelly and gross. And then it happened and it looked so real because it was so real that everyone got disgusted. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott? Oh, no. no, no, no the, 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 the guy. The guy. Um, uh, oh, John Hurt. Kane? Kane or? The actor uh, that you, you said is John name. Hurt. No. Um, Which one? Tom Skerritt? The, no, the engineer Typhon, guy. Typhon, whatever. <laughs> like the, the, the what? mechanic guy that was like complaining. Uh, the black one. Yafet oh, Yafet Kodo. Yeah. Oh, Yafet. Oh. I said Typhon. <laughs> Typhon? <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Is I he it was some weird Is name. he an AVP? Yeah. No. Uh, he apparently got like super like grossed out and sick and like went home and like went straight to his room, locked himself in his room and didn't talk to his wife for hours because he was like just yeah, processing. What else everything. did you tell us about Yafet Kodo? filming uh, this oh, oh they were super mean yeah ridley scott like made him be mean to and annoying to um sigourney, sigourney weaver. weaver so that they would have tension and he said he like really regretted it because he really <laughs> liked her and wanted to be her friend but like i feel it, so bad yeah. for this experience for yafet koto it just sounds like he did not have a good time he had the <laughs> most relatable moment in the whole movie for me though where like they're they're trying to fix the ship and then they look down and then his other engineer friend is they're like he's like how long do you think it's gonna take and the guy says 17 hours and then he turns he's like 25 hours and then uh i feel like that's something <laughs> i do at work all the time like when how, someone I, gives you a time estimate and you know like yeah so it's not gonna be that yeah i'm like let, let me just give myself some padding <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's very true so apparently, originally in the initial cut of Alien, of the original that we that we're talking about, the alien possessed a complete reproductive life cycle. Like so, they like show the entire life cycle of the alien, including uh, that it didn't require a queen to lay eggs, but that the creature would cocoon in its victims, dead or alive, and uh, then in its hive subsequently would convert them by unknown means into an egg mm. containing a face hugger. So that's what got cut from like a three hour cut. Is yeah. that still canon or no? I mean, it's in the initial cut of the, no, no it's not because it was removed from the movie. Well, then, it was removed from the movie and like in like subsequent movies, we know that there's like Queens mm-hmm. that lay eggs. Where do the, the architects from Prometheus play into this? That was where they were in that, that was what we were looking at. That big alien sitting in that chair. That was That's an architect. architect. Yeah. What I don't remember though. Like, did they? Because that was just their home planet. No. So was you remember not? in Prometheus, the ship takes off. Vaguely, I only saw it that once in theater, so it's been a long time. So in Prometheus, they encounter an architect, are able to revive it, and it takes off like on its way to Earth. Okay. But the ship like gets damaged and so it crashes here onto Saturn's moon. Oh, which is where they go. Which is where they go in alien. Oh, so that's the one from Prometheus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a direct prequel. 
Got it. Okay. Like it goes right into Alien. Oh, so that's not the the architect's planet at all. The no. the architect crashed on the Xenomorph's planet. No, I think they, they crashed just crashed on, on a planet. And the he architects had them with created them. these. Oh, they created the Xenomorphs. Uh huh. Yeah. But as, the a, xenomorphs as a means were, of, they were a, a weapon. Oh wait, wait, wait. The Xenomorph, they those were on the ship, right? Yeah, as the, face the humans. Hunters. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I forgot they were, that they were in the room with the eggs. And, yeah. Yeah. So the the uh, architects uh, are this ancient race of of beings that created humans, created life on tons of other planets, and had created these had created the xenomorphs as a weapon to wipe out uh, life Why? and civilizations. Uh, unknown reasons like for they the were lulls. just yeah for the lulls like they they just didn't treat human life with any kind of like regard it, we were a science experiment to them okay and so the they were just the easiest means of eradicating us huh. so that that ship that that are the nostradamus or whatever it's called our ship yeah that uh that it like shows up to was on its way to earth to wipe out earth. I wonder how much of this, uh, Ridley Scott developed. Well, I, it wasn't Ridley. It was the, it was the writer because Ridley didn't write this. Bannon. O'Bannon. O'Bannon. I wonder how much of it he developed. Like for alien. And then later on. Yeah. Cause I, I don't know if he's involved in the later projects, you know, I don't know. Uh, I do know, though, that they decided to make the aliens' blood acid because they needed a reason for the people on the ship to not just shoot them and kill them. That's pretty clever, like, as a way, because it, it like, at first, when they were on it, I was like, why don't they just cut that thing off, mm-hmm. you know? So then I didn't ask that again. So it <laughs> looks like uh, he did not um, write any of the subsequent movies. He just all he's just credited in all the other movies as based on characters created by. Hmm. So I don't know. I mean, it could be um, it could be really as much as uh, like it could be as much influenced by um, like uh, James Cameron as as anybody else. Yeah. Because James Cameron did write and direct Aliens. Oh, did he? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And we do learn a lot more about them in Aliens. Cool. Favorite parts, favorite lines? We have any of those? There are no lines in this movie. Yeah. Very it's a few. lot of screaming. Yeah. I think maybe my one favorite line was when uh, the chest burster is about to burst. And Yavet Koto's just like, the food's not that bad, man. <laughs> um but favorite part i really just the entire part of the face hugger yeah over kane i think is so creepy it's the most like edgier seat moment it's the most uncomfortable like yeah um that whole bit i really am engaged in um and i like when they're exploring that alien ship as well like really uh, just a lot of the first hour i really like when they're exploring the alien ship, I, I think that was my favorite part when they're walking around and then they like lower him down and it's just massive. And I was like, it was, yeah, like, I got had like a whoa moment, which I didn't think I would have watching yeah. a movie from the seventies. Same. I really liked the scene when 
uh, Ash starts going crazy too, and they burst his head open. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit, conf- I, I I just didn't know what was going on at first, so I was a, I was a little bit thinking about what was happening too yeah. much to maybe enjoy that scene as much as I could have. But I know it's sci-fi, but I was a little like underwhelmed by the tech inside the android. Like yeah, there was, <laughs> like, was there just sure. milk coming out of it? <laughs> There's like no wiring, no anything. There was wiring. Very, very little. But it's like biological wiring. Uh-huh. Like it's not, uh, yeah, it's an android, not a robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's also funny. They maintain that, by the way, like even into like the more recent movies with like Alien Covenant and Prometheus. Like that's what androids are like. Uh huh. Yeah. Like when they die, like they still have the milk coming out of their mouth and everything like that. Like that's their blood. That's yeah. I, like genuinely, that was like I when I you know what it was. I was watching that scene. I was like, does the alien have him or something? Because like he had like that white stuff like on his face. I yeah. I don't know. Was he just sweating it? But it looked kind of like the alien goo. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. is the alien like right above him? Oh yeah. And then I was thinking about that too much. And then I was like, Wait, where's the alien that's making him do this? And then I yeah, I was just slow got it there i also think it's funny uh in these like old sci-fi futuristic sci-fis where they're like envisioning what technology is going to be like and they have like these screens where it's supposed to be this super sophisticated like they're lowering they could see the mountains and it's this really awful grid of like mountains and that i think that that was yanked directly from star wars that grid thing like i feel like you see that exact they use thing similar in the things old, to that yeah um I also think it's funny that like in future movies, they're just like, oh, let me just put a bunch of lights everywhere with labels. But like in that room with mother, there's like, I'm not even kidding, a hundred thousand different lights that were flashing on and off. Like that means nothing to nobody. It's you might as well not just technology, bro. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like the millennium Falcon too with all the lights. Yeah, but this was a lot more lights than the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and they all had a little label on it. I was like, no well, one's going to read And at that. least with the Millennium Falcon, like, it looks like a cockpit. And, like, cockpits actually do have a ton of switches. And, yeah, and, 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 and in there, there, it, wherever there are lights in the Millennium Falcon, it seems that they are switches or buttons. These were just lights. Yeah. Like, they didn't seem like they were. They were randomly flickering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it supposed to be, like, a a brain like AI and like synapses like triggering type of a thing. Yeah. I think that's what they were trying to, that's kind of interesting then just again, meaningless to humans, you know, correct. I do it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Not the best UX on the spaceship. I think, uh, (laughs) also why is it called mother? That, that creeped me out a little bit where they're like, like at the beginning, like mother wants to talk to you. And I was like, who the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes and sits down at the keyboard and says, what's the word mother? <laughs> yeah, He walks in and he like, I don't, I, I thought he was going to talk to her because he walks in and he says, hello mother. And I was like, what's going on? And then he just types for the rest of the time. Um, I think uh, one of the areas they could have definitely shaved time down on was all the shots of the spaceship going through space. Those lasted way too long. They could have been a second or two, and some of them were like 10 to 15 seconds. It was annoying to me. You mean like when the, the ship is landing, but like no movement's happening? We're just cutting we're, back yeah, and forth to a forward. ship yeah. with no movement? That whole scene could have been 20 seconds. And Christmas lights on its underbelly? Yes, the Christmas lights <laughs> were my favorite part. <laughs> and, and the foot of the spaceship landing that was the single point of failure for the whole spaceship. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Critical <laughs> systems went down because... Um, the foot hit a, a rock. broken toenail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spaceship stubbed its toe. <laughs> It'll be 25 hours. <laughs> Critical system failure. 
Oh, man. Tyler, did you have any favorite parts? I know you don't like the movie, but... I Honestly, I think everything inside of the alien ship, I, I really love. Okay. I, I, I think it's fantastic, and, like... I, I'm excited for it and like hopeful for the future. And then, you know, it just ruins it for me. You get like this kind of like when you're going and you see the big alien skeleton, and you're like, whoa, what's that? Oh, yeah. Just the the magnitude and the mystery, like so great. Uh-huh. And then does yeah. not deliver on it. I think if they could have stuck more in that adventure realm through further of the movie and then just delivered better on the horror part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that you can have, like, I, again, like, I love this genre. I think you can do space horror super easily and well. You know what I mean? I also think that you could have made this a thriller, and that could have been really great, you know? How would you compare this to the movie we just watched recently on... Uh, the Tomorrow on, War? Yeah, Tomorrow War. Have you guys seen Tomorrow War? No, but I... I With Chris Pratt. I heard it's a good time from you, right? It was very much in the vein of like if this and Independence Day and some kind of time travel movie were all together. Yeah, I mean, it's I I think that's a better movie than this because it it knew its lane. Mm. And I just feel like this movie didn't know its lane. That is important. Like it's in like like know what you got. Yeah. Like, you, you can watch a, a bad, stupid movie and have a much better time just because they know that they're a bad, stupid movie. Right. It's like when you're watching Bad Boys and, like... Totally. And, like, it's dumb and they just have a good time. Yeah, totally. Know? Totally. And and I feel like this had a great lane that it then abandoned and then did something else badly. You know? Like, that's my issue with this movie and with the whole franchise. Um, is it's like, I, I think more than anything, I'm just bitter at it because it could be so great <laughs> and it mm. isn't. And that, that's frustrating to me because I want this movie. I really want it. I want it to be great. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I, I don't. How would you rework the second half to make it more consistent with the first? I, I think what Zach's idea, I, I agree with. I think that would have been great if they just would have forgotten the adult Xeno. Xenomorph? Morph. Xeno, Xenomorph. Xenotope. Xenomorph. I think he's just a, a chestburster, right? I the thought, Xenomorph I thought we is just a small one. No, Xenomorph is the whole... Ca- oh. is the whole okay, the whole thing. The whole thing. Got and it. it has multiple life cycles. But if, if they would have just stuck with the face hugger, you know, like... I think that could have been great. And if maybe they at like at the climax have the chest burster, but you know, then they, they just have to, you know, like have the chest burster have been the queen. Sure. Or something, you know, to that effect, you know, but, but, uh, like they could have the chest burster and it could still be great, but it's just, once it grows into its adult form, it's just, there isn't, there doesn't, they don't build the stakes well enough for me to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Like, Maybe and maybe it's because it only has four minutes of screen time. Like mm-hmm. they they just don't build the stakes well. They they are just like surviving poorly. Like I I don't know. It just it just doesn't deliver. Mm-hmm. I do think there was a little bit of a struggle for me to care about any of the characters that were dying. Like I don't know if the characters were developed enough mm. for me to like care that they were getting killed by this alien. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's like this like late seventies or like 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 that's exactly what I felt about like when I think back on the Predator, I was like I don't think I remember 
what any character uh, did except for when they were fighting the predator. Right. I don't yeah. remember their names. I don't remember anything about them. It was all about the conflict, not about the people. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I think that for example, like we were talking, I, one of one of the better new examples really is life. Like I think that that is this movie done right kind of a thing. Um in a lot of ways. And uh yeah, I mean the so much of it is spending the time to really develop the characters enough that when they start dying it truly is terrible. It feels awful, you know. Um and you're rooting for, really rooting for them to survive and succeed. And to be honest with you, like watching this movie, like if I were watching this for the first time, I don't think I'd care that Sigourney Weaver got out. I think the only person that I cared that survived was John the cat. Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you guys are saying. These characters felt completely expendable uh, and they, they weren't really developed at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and let's uh, let's wrap it up. I'll get us uh, started off, and I will rate this one uh, 7.8 um, cats not being killed by a chestburster. <laughs> uh, we'll go to Tyler. I'm going to rate this movie uh, 6.8 uh, androids. Uh, you said, what did you say, 6.8? Yeah. I also am going to rate it a 7.8. Um, traumatized Yafet Kodos <laughs> and Jake. Uh, I'll give it a, a seven point six scary Bilbo's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one comes out to a seventy six percent on Rotten Potatoes. This puts it at number forty one out of seventy three. Yeah, absolutely nailed. Did you know you were going to say seven point six before though? Yeah, I decided seven point. Oh, you guys talked me up a little bit on oh, it because, okay. like, when I when I finished it last night, I was thinking about the ending and I didn't love it, and I was like, I don't know, maybe get like a seven or a six point nine or something. But then we talked about the beginning more. I was like, oh, the beginning was way more fun than I was giving it credit for. I uh, started at seven point eight, and then uh, I got talked up to eight point two at one point, and then just in the last ten minutes, I talked myself back down to seven point eight. Yeah, the highest I got with this movie was seven point nine, and then I got talked down to a, a point one down yeah so solid though uh once again a reminder the uh other guys gave this 98 percent, and imdb gave it 8.4 and it is a 76 on rotten potatoes 98 percent feels much much too high to me yeah it's oh like, yeah it's in the vein of spirited away <laughs> much too high much much high you know what much I, high i feel like you might get killed for saying that in the wrong room that's fine <laughs> if if someone would kill me over something ridiculous like that, there are definitely people that I don't care about. But do you care and about they dying? Kill me. <laughs> so you, you, you don't care about dying. You don't care about getting die. You don't care about getting murdered as long as it's by somebody you don't care about. Yeah. All right. I'd rather get killed by someone I don't care about than someone I do care about. I'd it's, rather not get killed. I don't know if I can picture a Spirit Away fan having the uh, the, the energy to kill another man. That's true. They'd probably yeah. just you'd probably just get a lot of glares, a lot of <laughs> mean glares. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just thrilled that uh, we have in Spooktober in Spooktober this year we have uh, two so far two two out of two that uh, broke into you know the high seventies. I think that's great. After it's a win compared uh, to last Spooktober. After yeah. last Spooktober, and I dare say our best our best hasn't even come yet. Maybe, yeah. I I, I would say yeah. 
Uh, but enough of that. What do we have coming uh, next week, Jake? I think it's your pick. You're doing me? Oh, I am doing Psycho. The Alfred Hitchcock classic. Not, not the Vince Vaughn shot for shot remake. Uh, <laughs> that came out in 1998 or whatever. <laughs> I bet it's good, though. The trailer would lead me to believe it's not. But I <laughs> kind of wish we did that one instead. Why would you say that? Because he likes Vince Vaughn. You like Vince Vaughn as Norman Bates? Yeah. I, just, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say he likes Vince Vaughn. <laughs> he likes He's Vince just so like ridiculous looking and acting. He's yeah. so hilarious. You know what's nuts? It's like he went from Norman Bates, what, like right into Wedding Crashers? Like... <laughs> What a weird, what a weird choice. Well, it's funny because he had, he had done another like psychological thriller before that too with, um, I think it was with, uh, Jennifer Lopez and I can't remember what it was called, but he was like an abusive boyfriend slash murderer. I never heard of I've that. just never heard anyone have any feelings about Vince Vaughn other than just like indifference, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, he loves him. But we're <laughs> but that makes sense that Scott would really like Vince Vaughn. <laughs> it's more that I really like him in Wedding Crashers than I like Vince Vaughn. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not doing that. Is one. that a is that a, a romantic comedy? Wedding Crashers? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. So I'm You've one, never seen Wedding Crashers? I think we've talked about this on the pod. We've yeah. I've oh, never uh, seen that Wedding is Crashers. For sure gonna come into <laughs> season, season three. three. Yeah. Is that gonna be a, a February pick? If we do another romance month, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Tyler, do you have any uh, final thoughts before we end this one? Uh, yes. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock is...